Hey, Gabriel Luke. Hey, Gabriel Jose. Where are we today? Big news. I am not in the same spot. That's true. But only the only reason <laughs> is because your boyfriend is talking with my boyfriend. No. <laughs> or, or your usual location. So I'm actually on an entirely different floor of my home. With you, on yeah, the same couch. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We are sharing time and space right now. Uh, welcome to your home, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the warm welcome. Welcome. Uh, so what did we watch for celebrating this happy event? So this was my pick and I really wanted to celebrate you coming. So I picked um, a film about a religious zealot serial killer called Night of the Hunter from 1955. Yeah, 1955. Well, okay, all right, cool. Yeah, that was your pick. So I, <laughs> when did you pick it again? We picked it because my mind <laughs> was a total blank at the end of the last podcast when we finished recording about uh, The Godfather, yeah. the prequel to, to The Good One. Um, and I knew you had wanted to watch this, and I, I'm not the biggest fan of black and white Hollywood, but when it said that this was a nod to German expressionism, I was like, okay. When what? When this film was a nod to German expressionism. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We talk M about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, pretty okay. obvious that it's like, oh, this looks like a free slam movie. And I love serial killers. <laughs> yeah. And you actually like M, now that I remember, no? I did, and I was hoping for a Hollywood version of M. Yeah, yeah. This is probably... I think that that exists. Probably we shouldn't watch it, but I think that that exists. Uh, but yes, this was your pick. I guess that I will have to summarize it. But I think that you gave like a way basically it. It's like the movie opens with a father being detained in front of his, uh, of his sons. The sons hide some money that he actually got, like, I don't know, like a bank robbery, I think that it was. And he gets sent to prison. And in prison, he becomes, I mean, he's not really friends, but he actually shares the cell with a preacher, a pseudo preacher, say a lot, crazy, basically pretty crazy. Yeah, super crazy. He like literally talks, he speaks out loud to God, yep. directs him. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah. So, but it's like the telepreacher style, you know, that we expect. Uh, and we see also, I have forgotten, we actually see like this scene like taken from a plane uh, over top of a house and we see like five kids that they are like looking at a door open and we see like a corpse there of a woman. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And we are, you know, basically they dispel to our face that this guy is a serial murderer. That it actually goes around like just murdering women. Uh, but he gets captured, blah blah blah. Well, he actually meets uh, the father, and uh, when he gets out, he seduces the mother, now a widow, uh, of these kids. And then, just for trying to figure it out where the money is, as the father talking in prison, that uh, it was hidden and he would never find them. So he started like basically harassing the part, the, the kids. Uh, the kids run away from the house. I'm going to be like just saving like some parts. They run away from the house, and then we have like a road trip kind of thing, Oliver Twist kind of <laughs> like Huckleberry Finn. Huckleberry Phil, yeah, down the river, killer, yeah, yeah. the serial killer chasing him. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that's that's basically it. Is like then we have like a good resolution of the story. 
אני סקאפ. The funny thing is, like, it's a hard, wealthy movie, yeah, at the same time, it's not. It has a, a happy, wholesome ending after a whole lot of really dark shit happened. Yeah, but also at the same time, is that they're selling you, and it's like, hey, have a happy ending. But the dude is that these guys ended up pretty bad, you know? It's like, they, they find, they have a good place now, but they also had a good mother. They had a good mom. They had a shitty dad, but he seemed to love his kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we don't know if he was shitty or not, because I think that they actually talk about, like, hey, this person stole because of society pushing into it. It's like they have poverty and they couldn't actually sustain. I mean, the mother works, but I'm pretty sure that she doesn't do too much money in the ice cream shop. She does not. Also, I think it's worth mentioning, I had to look this up because the amount stolen from the bank that is then hidden... $10,000? Yes. Yeah. In 2022 dollars, that's roughly $110,000. So I was like, why are they... Yeah. Once I understood, I was like, is that that much money? Well, but it's not only about inflation, it's about like what you could buy with that yeah, money. Because it's you could buy a house pretty soon, or two houses. So, from that perspective, like, probably that could change their lives. So, what did you think? Excellent synopsis. Yeah, maybe too detailed. Uh, this was the third time that I watched it. I really liked it. Oh, really? Yeah. When yeah. was the last time? Uh, the last time was before I moved to Madrid. We actually watched it in a, in a small cinema. It's like 15 years ago, at least. Yeah, 15 years. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I remember like most of it, I'm already giving away one of the questions. I remember like the songs, you know, that they song that they sing in a couple of specific points, they repeat like some of the songs and they made them like a bit more disturbing. They used the like a sound motif. <laughs> oh and uh, he's singing and uh, the uh, owner of the orphanage is also singing. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. That's a very disturbing scene. Yeah. Like they the entire thing. Yeah. How about that like religious people? But how they use it in a different way, one of them for still fear and the other one for still love. But also there's just something about the calm menace of yeah. the serial killer, because yep. she chases him off with a gun when he's trying to capture the little boy John, I think his name is. Yeah. Right? And uh, she's like, get shot or leave. So he's like, fine, I'll be back after dark. And then he comes back after dark and it's yep. scary. Yeah, yeah, he's like fucking like chill about it. That is like, don't worry, I'll be back, it's fine. Uh, yeah, I really like that kind. It has an eeriness. It has like a, a strange... It's like, we always talk about, like, hey, Vesper Team feels like an album that you listen in the middle of the night. Because like, for me, this is a movie that you watch in the middle of the night. And it has like this kind of subtle, soft thing. I'm not comparing this the quality of Vesper Team. No, 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 I understand what you're saying. But it's like that scene, for example, when they are on the river and the little girl is singing. And you have like these things that now is pretty obvious how it was made. That is okay, this is pretty, I don't know, cheap by nowadays a standard. About like how they put like these dreamy things like the frog and everything and it's like overlay. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And there are some long shots where they, the camera follows the, sh the boat. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like aesthetically it's like super avant-garde in some aspects, you know? And it actually comes together like pretty well, you know? There's also, so... 
I really enjoyed all the nods to what I assume is M. Like, all of those really interesting visuals yeah. were... Anything from the German expressionism, you're absolutely right, because we're discussing all it. Vamp- vampire. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Like Metropolis, it's a bit more of a... It still has that flavor of early cinema from the 20s and 30s, you know, that it feels almost like a theater stage in some of the scenes, you know? Like when they're like the mother is in, the, in bed and the, uh, the cellos, uh, the criminal, is Harry? talking with her. Is it Harry, Harry or Harry? Yeah. I don't remember. But it's that, that you could actually feel it's like, hey, the bed, like the lighting that it has around, is that it's incredible, but it actually tells you that this is not trying to be realistic. Oh, it's yeah, trying it's to not. be impressionist. In fact, there's the scene when the preacher, Harry, I looked it up, Harry comes back after dark like he promises and he's singing. It shows the kids in bed and there's these beautiful triangles of light oh, coming yeah. down and I was like, this beautiful bullshit. <laughs> it's bullshit. <laughs> but it's the thing is, like, it has like the Hollywood Golden Age flair to it, but at the same time, it's imitating in many ways the 20s, you know? It actually uses nostalgia at that point, is that when we actually say, like, dude, how much stuff have we seen from the, uh, that is inspired on the 80s and early 90s, and how they are exploiting it, is that I think that they were doing, like, a bit of, not really exploitation, but it's like, just, like, trying to resonate to a feeling of community of the 20s that probably most of the audience actually did to. I completely agree with you. But it's a very, it's like a tense movie. Like a what? It's a tense movie it for is. being, what did we decide? 120, 115, 118 years old? Yeah, Not 100, sorry. 80, I can't do the math. Came okay. out in 55? How yeah. old is that? Seventy. Uh, yeah. Just less. under 70. Yeah, yeah. But there's a, there's a particular scene where the serial killer has killed the mom. The kids don't know <gasps> it yet. Oh, sorry, spoiler. <laughs> it's fine. He's 70 years old, almost. <laughs> almost. Um, and the kids try and send him into the basement to look for the money, but the killer makes them come. But then yeah. he chases them up the stairs, and it's very, it's so absurdist. Super. Yeah. But then there's this gorgeous shot of the kids that have locked the basement door, and you're just looking at them leaning up against the door, and all that's in the frame is a chair, a wooden chair. Oh, yeah. And I was like, Whoa. And so my only complaint about the film is they didn't lean into that more. Because the moments when it did, I thought, this is like if Tim Burton were talented. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we actually talk about Tim Burton. Is that we actually felt like that night is singing the river when they are going down river is like that's a straight Tim Burton. It's like I'm pretty sure that Tim Burton was this movie many times. And like, you know, like how menacing, you know, and at the same time, almost like a cartoonist. The bad guy feels... Yeah, it's, it's like what this film is to menace is what Tarantino is to violence. What do we say about that? It's so over-the-top and cartoonish that it yeah. can't... It's not that you don't take it seriously, it's that it doesn't have the same impact as real violence. Yeah. Kind of the same with this. Like, it feels otherworldly, and that's disturbing to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's it. It's like, for me, it's like this eeriness that it has, that it's like, hey, there is something dreamy about it, but it feels more of a nightmare. It's like a slow burning about like how he's chasing... Then just feeling like the peril that they are exposed to, you know. I I really like it. I was like still like impressed about like this. It's a really good movie. It's like a small, nice movie. And I, I was reading a bit more into the oh, they had like probably the nostalgic flavor about the twenties, you know, I don't think that is like a random 
choice. You yeah. know, I think that is like they actually did it. And as we were saying, it's like they actually tried to film with some of the aspects of that time, of cinema at that time, but at the same time, like being a bit avant-garde in some others, because like what you were describing, that, that I seen with the chair, is that I'm pretty sure that that was like a bit modernist in flavor for that time. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I, I, I enjoyed this movie so much that I rewatched parts of it and I spent a lot of time reading the IMDb trivia page. <laughs> there are some that I found really interesting. For one, the director. You only um, did this movie, no? I don't know if he only did this movie, but he never directed again after this. And this movie was universally panned by critics and audiences when it came out. People hated it. The reviews are horrible. Why? They said this is silly, they're not real characters, it's over the top. There was, uh, I think it was Francois Truffaut said this is an experimental film that actually experiments. He liked it, but like people didn't like this when it came out. Uh, it is undisputedly a classic now, yeah. which I find interesting. And even though the rumor is he never directed another film was because of this, oh, it, it wasn't. Okay. But he never did direct another film. A few other things. The director hated children and particularly hated Rose, John's little little sister. <laughs> and so many times in the film, she's crying. And it's because the director had been yelling at her. <laughs> so they're like real tears. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> And I think the last one is that Harry, the serial killer, is based on a real serial killer that killed widows and their children in West Virginia. Oh. Okay. And he was an immigrant from Europe. I'm just saying, guys, they're, they're not all <laughs> the bad. Danger, yeah, <laughs> they're not all good. <laughs> um, what I was going to say? God. No, yeah, sorry. Oh, there is one thing that I was not a fan of. Uh, that is like it feels a bit to America in the sense of being like too moralistic okay so this is my only major complaint about the film is about the last yeah 60-90 seconds where I just wanted to say fuck you all of you yeah <laughs> there was also like this scene that I found hilarious when the uh, people revolt so there's like this random oh. mutiny that is like what? We, we, what? What is happening right now? and they run away from the court you know and uh then it's like 30 seconds later, not, not even 30, like 10 seconds later, they're like just laughing, you know, and it completely happens. They wait, there is like a revolt. It's like people are actually burning the city down, and you guys are like completely happy. There was something weird about this scene. I didn't read anything about it, but I was like, this feels so out of place that I honestly thought about your favorite scene in the prequel to Solaris, the Tarkovsky version. Oh, it's Tucker. And they, no, 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 sorry. I was joking about um, Soderbergh's Solaris and Tarkovsky's. So in, in the Tarkovsky version, there's uh, there's this like a real-time driving scene on a highway. Oh my God. And I took a film course on Solaris and the teacher who had a PhD, her PhD thesis was on Solaris. She said that the only reason they included that scene is because the Soviet Union gave a very, very rare exemption to film internationally. And they allowed them to go to Japan, oh, okay. and that's the only usable footage they had from Japan, so Tarkovsky included it. But 
this this scene that you mentioned felt so out of place. I thought there must have been something like either a union required all these extras be used, oh. or they had a surplus of budget, and they're like, "What are we doing with this extra budget? <laughs> Let's get people with pitchforks." But like, it's so out of place. Yeah, that part is like it's bizarre. It's like it just let me confuse something. Actually, it's not only about like you can do that scene and you leave it there, fine, but don't transition into a moment of happiness like immediately because it's like nothing makes sense yeah so i mean just okay spoiler alerts if you really don't want to know the end of the film but like if they ended when harry gets arrested or put to death uh it would have been great yeah but then the fact that they chose to have yeah, woman. Five minutes, yeah. Oh. It was like a bit moralist. That's, that's the only part that I felt. There are like some times, for example, like during the cinema of that era, that you have like movies that they're a bit like transgressive, and then there is like a small detail for it. Like, no, 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 this is still within code. Don't worry, you know. I think that Billy Wilder in some of the movies, I just feel that like you are dropping a bomb here, like with the apartment, and then you like a bit of a happy ending or a bit of a or what I tell you like, I love Sunset Boulevard but it's like the love relationship that they put with the other woman is like thankfully it has an ending but it's, like, it's a bit more of a this feels a bit more like melodrama mandate like the studio and this is why I typically don't like Hollywood because this is a very in my opinion this is a compelling story if you cut off the last 90 seconds but who was telling black and white highly moralistic sometimes horror genre films in the 50s Ingmar Bergman and Ingmar Bergman would have had the taste to, or he would not have had the studio behind him forcing him yeah. to wrap this up in a neat like tale versus good and evil at the end yeah. so that's my only complaint is that ending yeah yeah I mean the good and evil is the thing that is fine it's more like a yeah those last 60 seconds is that, uh, well the I last mean, five she minutes. breaks the third wall she looks into the camera and says something about oh, yeah, that's how right. dear children are and they will endure or something. And I was like, oh, how could you ruin this movie with that? Yeah, that part is like, I wish that it was like an, uh, an edit that is like, it just sends at the end of the uh, trial. Yeah. That's it. There is no revolt. There is nothing else. Here we are. But overall, um, I think this film scale is something we talk a lot about like this film knew exactly its scale yeah. it was a, a tight 90 minutes i there's not even that i wouldn't cut anything necessarily besides that, that yeah for the last three um and i was so this was my first time watching it. i was just very pleasantly surprised at yeah. how effective this film still is yeah 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 no it is like pretty well from that perspective so go over the question let's do the questions so jose would you watch this movie again? Yeah, I mean, not right now, but probably in a couple of years. Um, I would absolutely watch this again. Like I said, I rewatched a few scenes, um, and this is just a good movie. Uh, if my husband wanted to watch it, I'd watch it tomorrow. That's good. Yeah. Um, so, would you recommend this? Definitely to anyone. This is like a super easy to recommend movie. I feel. I would also recommend it. There's nothing. This question is not. To be about offensive materials, but I always think about it. There's nothing offensive besides discussing graphic murders, but even yeah. the discussion. But you don't even see them. You see John and Rose's mom floating in a lake. But you don't even see how she see gets murdered, you know. And it's even like once again, it has like this dream-like property, you know. 
of she like floating, like the hair floating and everything. Yeah. Will you remember it? Yep, I already remember it for the first time. So my answer is also yes. I will remember big picture stuff, but I'm gonna. Excuse me, I'm gonna forget a lot. Um, is there anything artistic about this? Oh yeah, definitely. There is a lot artistic about it. Agreed. Visually, it's pretty stunning sometimes. The acting is good, even when it's over the top. Uh, I mean, over the top, which was the style of the time. It's yeah. not yet. Uh, is this a timeless piece? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that also it helps that it takes place in a time before. Yeah, I mean, it leans into like the standards of the day, like the fact two kids could just wander into another town and nobody would yeah. ask for their parents' email address. But um, the mess, you know, the themes explored are timeless. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna answer this one. I would absolutely not turn this into a TV show. Would you? <laughs> I mean, I, I can see how someone would try to, you know, like something similar to The Last of Us, like... Okay, if it was HBO in 2023, sure, make this. If the option is like a TV show, like Leave it to Beaver in the 50s... No, 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 definitely not. But I mean, I, I think that it could work, because I just think that they have like multiple stops on, on the river. No, you could actually just make it like a road trip TV show. Every episode, they go to a place, and would you always you have. Watch the road I, probably not, but I think that it could work. So you would. The answer is yes. I could turn it if I was like a hardless TV uh, producer. I would actually turn it. Could this film have been a short? I could go with yes. He's not saying that it's bad or anything. It's a bit more of a a character development. It's not like a critical part. I agree. I think it would be a longer short, but could you get everything in here in 25 minutes? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not um, saying that I feel like it was too long or anything. No, no, I wouldn't cut it down either, but yeah. you could yep. have a similarly effective story in a shorter time. Yep. Um, could this have been better? Uh, I'm a bit torn because I'm going... I need to go with yes. You know, like if we actually edit out like the last minute and it's not because it's too long, it's just because it gives a different tone at the end of the movie. Yeah, to me the that last scene is just treating the audience like it's stupid. Like we get it. Even yeah. the good one. You don't have to spell it out. Yeah, it's almost like just watching a Hannibal Barbera Hannibal Barker too. That is like, do yeah. you need that moralistic message at the end? He's like, No, you don't, but here it is. Well, anything else to say about the film before we score it? Because we've arrived at the end of our questions. No, I don't think so. It's a good film. This was my pick. You have to score first. Uh, my score is going to be an eight. An eight? Yeah. Mine's an eight as well. Cool. And I was going back and forth between an 7.5 and an 8.5. Yeah. Yeah, 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 no, I think that it's a, a really solid movie. I think that it is well. I hope that it's on the Criterion Collection. It's like a good piece of cinema for the future. Along Armageddon. So, Murder of the Night uh, was, <laughs> was my pick, which means you have to pick next. What are we going to watch? So, are we going to be doing this? Yeah. Okay. So, a couple of uh, weeks ago, we joke about the idea of putting together uh, a list of movies that we think that the other person would hate <laughs> to watch. 
So these are not like necessarily my favorite movies or anything like that, but I came I only could think of four. Uh, should I? Yes, you should. <laughs> I, we haven't read the list before. I think that you are going to respect like a couple of these. The first one is Amelie. Interesting, okay. You know, after watching uh, Chunking Express, I was sure. like, wish it was the remake. Uh-huh. Uh, the second one is Brazil. Again. <laughs> wow, you really... <laughs> I went there. Okay. <laughs> I went there. The third one is It's a Wonderful Life. That would really torture me. <laughs> and now when we're talking about like the moralist aspect of Hollywood during that time, is that yeah, that's yeah. And then the fourth one that I had, it was La La Land. These are very good picture movies to torture me with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like, look, it's a musical. It's about Hollywood, but it's exactly the opposite of Mulholland Drive. I don't like. Like I really hate three of these movies. <laughs> If you tell me that the one that you didn't hate is Amelie, <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything. So what do we, where, where do we go from here? I don't know. I mean, the, the idea was like just picking one randomly, but it's like, a, are you going to be like sharing your list? Okay, I, I have four as well. <laughs> okay, bring it on. Okay, the first one has the most incredible casting crew. So many incredible actors and directors. Movie 43. <laughs> <laughs> we just say like a lot of cousins. Like, oh my God, he's going fucking... But the thing is like this... I had the feeling that these are movies that they won't be painful for me to watch. Like the ones that I pick. Movie 43 wouldn't be painful for you to watch it? Or I'm you are willing like, to. <laughs> you're willing to. So just says like, I'm willing just for seeing like the yes. pain uh-huh. on your face. Yeah. I'm willing. Okay. Okay. So you're movie, an asshole. Movie you're an asshole. The next is a, a little scene film, an apology of Gus Van Sant, if you will, to the people after directing um, uh, 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 the Apples movie. The Apples? How do you like them Apples? Goodwill Hunting. So he had to apologize by making the smallest little four or independent film ever. Magnolia? No, there's two actors. It's um, Matt Damon and Casey Affleck called Jerry. I never was that, but everything sounds terrible about it. It's, I... it's a really terrible. They walk around <laughs> in the desert for two hours. Oh, yeah, I heard about Oh my God, dude. How long is it? Two hours. No, no, no. I think it's, I think it's 90 minutes. It's mercifully short. Okay, okay. But the best part is they don't use real words. They just refer to everything as Jerry. Like, oh, you jerried up the rendezvous. Did you jerry out? Oh my <laughs> fucking... Okay. Okay, the next one is um, Madonna's ex, Guy Pierce. No, Guy... No, Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Uh, directed a little-known film called Revolver starring Andre 3000 that never got released in America because it's so bad. <laughs> Guy Ritchie. I mean, that, that guy is hilarious. He's like, he actually did like the fair, what was the Two Smoking Barrels? Uh, Looking at Stock. Looking at Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Uh, they did the Nuts that is basically the same movie again but with Brad Pitt. Yep. That is, like, it makes it better. And then it swept away. The, everything was garbage. <laughs> after that. It was like incredible about like how the quality of your first two movies is like so significantly distant because you remade the first one into the second. And the yeah. Rock and Roller was good. And he oh. did, uh, didn't he do the newest uh, Sherlock Holmes? Oh, I don't know. Uh, he's done some decent okay. 
middle of the road stuff. Yeah, but I mean, he started like, oh my god, is this like the next Tar- the Tarantino? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, either he's okay. Okay. And the last one, I don't think we'll probably watch this, but I would really like to hear you talk about everything everywhere. <laughs> we recorded. I've already already. I really want you to watch it again now that it's an Oscar winner. Fuck you, man. So instead of going with Tar, you want to use this opportunity for punishing me for not liking. Tar didn't feel right for this list because I would have enjoyed myself too much. Well, that's what I went with. He's like, I want to actually, and I, I expected that everything was going to be Maverna and Bella Tar. Borotain. I, I tossed around any more Bergman one, but I, that needs a serious discussion, and I feel like this discussion is going to be a little bit humorous. Okay, that's fair. How do we decide now? How do we move from here? Uh, how about I pick one from my list? Okay, and, and you do we pick do one from your and list? And we do like a double feature? And then we do a double feature and we okay. talk about how much we hate these movies. Okay, you pick one and I pick one. Okay. Alright, I picked. Mine has a caveat. A caveat, okay. Yeah. What about what about if we pick two and we let like the other the person? Other okay, perfect. Yeah, 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 and we let like, the other person decide. Okay. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> okay, I, I I already picked. Yeah. Fuck you if it's the one I don't want. The most. <laughs> I we're picking two yeah, just for true. giving like a way out. All right. Okay. So what are your two? Uh, my two are Amelia and Brazil. It's not, it's like a no-brainer for me. <laughs> I assume that is a no-brainer. All right, I pick Amelie. You pick Amelie, I'm, okay. I'm good with that. Okay. I need you to pick between Jerry and Revolver. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's not Movie 43. You had gone with Movie 43, it's like you know that I would have picked the other one. Because that that embraces everything that I hate. It's like usually I'm not big into comedy and... I remember like seeing the trailers for the, for that. Come on, this is the Parisian theme of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's almost like the uh, how do you say like in Tokyo, like the part about like it's turning into a chair, <laughs> but it's, like, all of it is like forty three sketches about like and she's already a chair. Do you find this interesting? It's like no. Brought to you by some really talented people for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you told me Jerry and Revolver. Uh, let's do Revolver. Let's do like a bit of a more smart kind of thing about like it was not released in the States. Okay, so the caveat is with Revolver because I used to own it because I bought it in Asia. I never found it in America. It's probably available. It might not be. So you have to watch Jerry if Revolver is <laughs> No, 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 no. What was the other one? Um, I think that I would be even willing to watch everything everywhere all at once for a third time. Okay, so you pick Revolver. If it doesn't work, I'm going to present you two, two options, Jerry and everything everywhere all at once. Which one would you pick? Let's do Jerry. Let's, okay. let's do Jerry. Okay. So, Revolver, but if you can't get Revolver, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. for us, he's... Uh... What is it? Amelie. Yes. Because, <laughs> yes, yes, I really don't want to. Definitely not the other one. <laughs> uh, okay, man. That's going to be a very interesting conversation. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else to say to our audience? Uh, goodbye. We're going to a gay bar now. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs>